Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, out, principle over party. <laughs> Truth over your favorite personality. Isn't that wonderful? Chris Ann Hall can't spell, and now she can't even spell her own name. You have no idea how. You've been watching too many Joe Biden clips this week. Too many Joe Biden <laughs> clips this week. Happy to see everybody in the chat room joining us. Don't forget on your way in, hit that thumbs up. Make sure that you are also sharing. You know, the earlier in the broadcast that you share the show, the more likely someone is to see us live. And when they see us live, maybe they want to see us live again. And so we are live Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And JC, tomorrow I've got a bunch of guest spots that I'm going to be doing for election night. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be pretty exciting. I got my notification that we are running on you on Facebook. Did you get one for YouTube? Uh, my phone's dead. Uh-oh. Somebody says you two streams at once. Is that the Oath Keeper stream? Because we... Right, we're on two YouTube channels. Yes, correct? we are yeah. on two YouTube channels. We are yeah. on the Oathkeeper channel, and we are on the Chrisanne Hall channel. Right. They don't mean we've got two running right now, simultaneously. No, but yeah, they run on both. Those yes, they run both on those on on both of those channels. In case you were confused. And yes, no, we are still the. You're on Twitch, Hall. Facebook, Twitch, and Strike TV. Yep, we're happy. Uh, we're just happy to be here, to be honest with you, because any day, any day now, we could be boom. True, true. Any day now, YouTube could decide we are no more. I think if Biden <laughs> wins, it'd be like a just a massive purge, another massive purge, sort of a final purge, maybe. You think that that the fact that Donald Trump is president is actually holding back these people. I don't think I would say it that way, but I, but I do think that Biden winning would be, uh, would be a green light for the radicals Yeah, to go further because there's, I, I think they would, I mean, you know, they perceive that they're in charge. There's no backstop. You know, there's there's no obstacle in that sense. Because because I would think here's the thing, if Biden, if Biden is to win, then it's likely that they'll win the Senate as well. So I think these things will go hand in hand. If if President Trump wins reelection, uh, then then I think the Republicans will also retain the Senate. Yeah, well, we um. This tomorrow is likely going to be, well, this is likely going to be the craziest week of the craziest year yeah. we have ever <laughs> experienced. The yeah. craziest week of the craziest year. JC and I, uh, those of you who um, follow us around the country, JC and I were in Tennessee this past weekend, and we actually drove instead of flying this time. And it was a fun drive. You should have seen this, the sights that we saw. We saw people getting uh, driving to the uh, Trump rallies all over the country. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, on the way up, they were driving to Trump rallies on the way back. They were driving to Trump rallies. We're talking about decked out cars Tru and trucks, trucks and trucks. and they are. And and big we're not trucks, talking about flags. like one or two. No, right. We're talking about vans. interstates full. Yep. In addition to, in addition to, I, and I wish we had a picture of this. In addition to truck caravans, we saw um, cart horse cart caravans, like Amish, uh -huh. uh, Amish horse buggies, buggies. I'm gonna try to find a picture so you guys can see it, <laughs> and because it was crazy, man. And on the back of the, uh, on the back of them were American flags and Trump flags. Mm-hmm. And so it, we we actually saw those live. Um, so apparently there were a lot of those in I can, Pennsylvania. I can just share this. But we were coming through Georgia and saw them crossing an overpass uh, in Georgia even. And they look just like this. They had the little yeah. Trumps on the back. There's there's some that had the flags on them. Oh, yeah. I'm pushing on the wrong. Yeah, thing. American flag. Yeah, the American the flags flag. on them and Trump flags, and it was just, it was crazy. The, uh, the. That's pretty wild. Trump. I mean, I don't know if they're actually Amish. I know, but they're in the buggies. <laughs> but they were Amish style. <laughs> but it was on the overpass, JC. We were driving by, and we couldn't. And it was like, wait a minute, yeah, did I is, really what see what I just saw? <laughs> and I want to tell you that I totally dismissed it. I was like. There's no way that buggy was decked out in Trump flags and American flags. And there was a couple mm. of them across, you know, that coming across the overpass. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, in disbelief, my mind just dismissed it until I actually ran across an article, an article with them. But we were on the way, we were on the way back and the interstate was totally shut down. Yeah. So the interstate, what was that? 85. It was 85. Um, we were headed south and the north, we had passed a big... Uh, Trump caravan and then uh, as we got a little further next thing we, thing we know the northbound lanes were blocked because you said man is that the Trump caravan stopping traffic and I said I I wouldn't think he so. was like nah I don't think and so. then later we saw it on the news <laughs> yeah they were holding up traffic on the interstate so I'm glad we were going south not north I know but, but we saw it crazy, on our way crazy weekend we saw it on our way week. up to Tennessee too yeah so caravans everywhere as uh, you know, you look back at 2016, the enthusiasm was off the charts, but I thought I, I kind of agree. I guess it was Laura Ingram. Maybe we were, li I was listening to, and she mentioned that one aspect of 2016 rallies was, uh, was they were a spectacle. So a lot of the, People showing up. Obviously, there's the enthusiasm level, mm -hmm. but it, but there was also some where it, it was a spectacle. Like people just wanted to see, like, what's going on. Like, like you know, like you drive past a train wreck, right. traffic right, right. wreck, and we call them rubberneckers. <laughs> uh, but but this year the sense is different. Like it's not just no, they're not onlookers. They're participating. Yes, and the everybody it, it's, it's is real. participating. Yes, it's, the enthusiasm is across the crowd real. And what's what's been interesting so as the president has done the rally so there is a lady there there's a pollster uh or a lady that's part of the campaign and they're polling everyone polling everyone coming into these rallies um or practically everyone 
and some fascinating things, particularly in in Pennsylvania that I heard about the rallies that, uh, number one, a large portion of the people at the rallies have yet to vote. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. So there's this huge red wave on election expected on election day. Right. Number two, and this was the 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 more um, I don't want to say shocking because I because I've been saying this I've been saying this to you you know all along, uh, but that a large portion of the crowd were Democrats. They are demo they are registered Democrats who are voting for the Trump. And I'm not talking about a small number, a large a large percentage of the crowd uh, are all Democrats, and they're supporting trump and so there's when you look at this is the thing about the polls and 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 predictions i still believe it's razor thin in the swing states and and it is still a toss-up in my opinion that anybody could win it wouldn't surprise me if trump won big it wouldn't surprise me if biden won but when you look at the democrats and what how they're predicting and how they're analyzing a lot of it is riding on first the polls right we'll talk about in a minute but the other thing is the early voting the mail-in ballots and the early voting and they look at you know how many how many democrats have voted already through that process and then the republicans are expected to vote in large numbers uh, on the day of The fact of the matter is the margins are not very big in favor of Democrats. If you consider that all the early voting is, you know, all the numbers of Democrats that voted earlier, you know, that's who they are. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think is not being figured in in that calculus. All of those Democrat voters are not voting for Biden. I believe that there is a sizable portion of these early voting Democrats that are Trump votes. So I don't think well, that's but, cut and dry when you look at it. So then when you talk about a margin, that's hundred thousand votes. Right. Right. When you look at number of Democrats voted versus number of Republicans that are voted and, and they're saying just based on that, that the Democrats or that Biden is a hundred thousand votes ahead. I just don't think that's true because they're just automatically counting all of the Democrat votes for Biden. And I don't think, I don't think that's the case. That's not how he won in 2016. Trump could not have won Wisconsin and Michigan and all these other states with purely Republican votes. He didn't do that. No. Well, Um, and that's what we have said. I think that's increased. Well, this is what, this is what we have been saying about Florida for a very, very long time. Florida Democrats on the northern side of the state, mm-hmm. not not south of the I-4. So let's just lock that away. Typically not south of the I-4, but north of the I-4 in Florida. Yeah, and I-4 is inter- Interstate 4 that crosses Florida. The I-4 corridor is yeah. Tampa, Orlando, Daytona. Right. And that's the swing section in Florida. That's what they fight for. Right. And so north of the I-4 corridor, the Democrats vote Democrat local, but they vote Republican national because they're your old Democrats, your Southern Democrats, the Dixiecrats, and and they don't vote local. They don't vote national Democrat. They just don't do it. And, you know, there's indication 
that that's moving even further. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to look at these polls, and I think there's a lot of flaws with these polls. But when you start yeah, listening to conversations of what what I would call rural Democrats, so when you look mm-hmm. at uh, Pennsylvania, for instance, Pennsylvania Democrats outside of Pittsburgh, outside of Philadelphia, big cities, uh, there is this conversation taking place mm-hmm. within that Democrat group that says, I don't know where I belong anymore. The, the party that I was yep. a member of no yep. longer exists. So there, there is, there's a shift taking place in this country because more and more Democrats are recognizing that they no longer belong to the party they joined. Right. Um, it is now the party party of socialists of radical Marxist. Right. And there are a lot of a lot of these, you know, blue collar working class Democrats that are that are really troubled by this. And there's a shift taking place. I don't I don't know how it will manifest or if it will fully manifest in this election. But that is a factor out there. And I don't think that's being uh, considered. Well, you not only that, you have the Apple absolutely pathetic campaigning being done by the Biden team. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if they just simply have so much confidence in the blue ticket or if they just simply have lost so much confidence in Biden that they are like, this is what we got to work with, so we'll do the best that we can. But well, we're not gonna, you know, we're not going to invest all this capital. I, I just don't get it, but it's just terrible. Well, it's so the entire campaign, uh, entire campaign season, not not just Biden's campaign, but the entire Democrat platform has simply been a anybody but Trump platform, right? Uh, just vote for Trump. We hate Trump. So that there wasn't a sort of coherent move, and then. When you moved into the Democrat primaries, you had all of, you know, you could sort of throw all the radicals in one bunch and then Joe Biden uh, sort of out on the side as a moderate Democrat. But but now a moderate Democrat who doesn't feel like moderate Democrat positions can win. So he's he's been controlled by the radicals. But what happened was you had the establishment looked at looked at Biden as the as the moderate. The radical element scared their donors. And so they basically maneuvered the Democrat primary so that Biden came out on top. But 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 now you're left with a candidate that a majority of the people don't like and have no confidence in. But it's just so they're depending on for the base for Democrat base. How much can we make them hate Trump to 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 get them motivated, right? So it's mm-hmm. about getting all of that to the polls. So it's totally about hating Trump. Well, that's running out. Like that's not, that's not working on a lot of people. When you look at the black, black Democrats, for instance, and you listen to the conversations taking place, like that whole racial claptrap that they've tried is not working and has not worked on a lot of people in the black community. Well, not only that, JC, remember I said put a pin in that. So north of the I4 corridor, blue has typically voted uh Republican national, but south of the I4 corridor, Miami, uh you know, all those 
the Cuban communities south of the I-4 corridor have typically voted Democrat national. Yeah. They are not voting Democrat national. Yeah, that's even They're true. reporting that 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 Biden is actually going to lose Miami. Yeah, one the Trump is going to win Miami. Yeah, are you Cuban, catching that? The Cuban vote and some of the other Latino vote in Miami shifting to Trump and the Democrat vote mm -hmm. is just not coming out. Right. They're just staying home. Right. There are tons in um what was it? Pennsylvania we were looking at. Right. Where the uh mail-in ballots are not being turned in. They're not even turning. See, that's that thing. I'm like, people are watching Biden and thinking, you know what? I think people are smarter than than the politicians want them to be. Yeah. And they're watching Biden and then they're like, wait a minute. Okay. Number one, I don't want this guy. Number two, he's not sticking around. Number three, I sure as heck don't want Kamala Harris as president. Yeah. You understand? They put the only reason Biden is number one on that ticket. The only reason is because they knew that the Democrat Party as a whole was not ready to elect Kamala Harris. Yes. They have every intentions and all intentions of not running, of, of Biden not sticking through. There was another thing up here, JC, I wanted to, we we're talking about some of the um, misconceptions, right? So the Democrats registered Democrats are not going to vote Democrat national. We've already talked about that, but I, well, my, the, the Miami thing, when you, what you were talking about, um, I think what you're seeing is the sort of buyer's remorse out of the Democrat primary. They're seeing Joe Biden. They learn more about Joe Biden. They're, they're getting a distaste and they're seeing some of this other, the Hunter stuff to, to a small extent and different things going on. Well, and, I and I, and I believe 50 cent and yeah. all these guys, and so there's been this shift. So rather than vote for Trump or Biden, they're just not voting. So that's what you're seeing in yeah. hundreds of thousands of ballots just simply not being turned in. They were all excited at first because it was a vote against Trump. But now they can't they can't even stomach voting for for Biden. Number one, because, you know, they already know Biden is not going to be the president. Yeah. He's not. So this the man is either not going to live. Big way. Here's another misconception we were talking about. Charles says Tampa Trump rally this past Saturday. Most people had already voted. Maybe only 20 to 25 percent had not. They said 30 percent. That is 30 percent is a large number. Yeah. 30 percent. 30 percent having not voted is a large number. But you hear all over the place. That, that, that was the Tampa. That rally. early voting is all Democrat. And. Tuesday is the Republican voting day. Right. So if you that's think another about, false poll. I don't think you can even say that. Right. Because if you think about that, what, what you just showed. So uh, in, and then those who were polling that rally said 30 percent had not voted yet, which is a large number, but 70 percent had. So you're thinking 70 mm percent -hmm. of the Republicans in this area have already voted. So that is a that is a, a different sort of thing. But uh, in Pennsylvania, the rallies, it was it was the opposite. There were over 70 percent at the rallies. Uh, that hadn't, and you're talking 50,000 people, yeah. 50,000 people. Yeah. Just crazy. So 70% hadn't voted. Matthew Silva says, just read the Democratic Socialists of America website. They're trying to use Bernie even after he failed their platform. AOC is on there as well, and they're recruiting the educationally void. That's why what we are yeah. doing here is so important. That's why your thumbs up today is important. That's why you, what you're sharing is important. Let me mention to you, 
that today's um, today's show sponsor number one is Wild by Nature Family Farm. They are in Tennessee, and this is their Facebook page. They are uh, at mountainhoneybees.com. And I wanted to show you, um, this is, these are two honeys that they gave to us. They actually came <laughs> to our, two honeys. <laughs> they came to our meeting in Tennessee at Those the stand. Two bottles of honey. Two bottles of honey, two honeys. <laughs> This is actually an, an espresso infused honey. Mm -hmm. So um, the other one was lemon zest, I believe. Yes. And so this is really, really great stuff. And we love that they not only, you know, they not only support us. This is uh, the business card that they gave me. There we go. Andy and Teresa McBroom. If you want to order your honey, your beeswax products, gifts, baskets, bee removal, uh, and whatever the rest of that stuff is, contact them there. This is their card. Uh, we showed you their stuff. Facebook page, right? Heirloom right. produce, like non-GMO, non-free-range modified eggs. produce. Free I bet range they don't eggs. ship that though. Mountain honeybees. Mountain honeybees, you can actually get gift baskets. So go ahead and contact them. Christmas is coming up. Yep. I know where all our Christmas shopping is coming from this year, JC. We've got great, great sponsors this year for that. Let me show you, JC. I have this little thing that Mr. Andy gave us, Mr. Andy Honeybee gave us, and they put this in every single, he says, we put these in each copy of the Constitution that we give out. Um, he And it says, additional resources online, Number one, constitutional education and perspective on current events by Chris Ann Hall. Try starting with the genealogy of the Constitution. Number two, anything from the Tenth Amendment Center. Number three, the John Birch Society, especially the video and overview of, an America, of America and the Constitution is the Solution series. Be prepared to find that much of you've been led to believe by the mainstream media and the school system may not be true. The listed sources base their videos on the Constitution as the founders intended. Anyone interested in participating in a constitutional education and discussion group located locally or joining a local chapter of the John Birch Society, please contact me at keyspatriot at hotmail.com. So our, our, our people go above and beyond, JC. Mm -hmm. They absolutely go above and beyond. So going to be interesting. I don't I'm not, I don't know about predictions, but it's, you know, the, the, the story, the story with the pro Biden pollsters, you know, their their analysis is um, that that the oh, Comey, the James Comey uh, October surprise is why Trump won in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, the reality is. Two, two things primarily. One, they underestimated the dislike for Hillary Clinton. Right. And number two, they undercounted uh, Trump voters. So there, right. there's this phenomenon with Trump voters in particular and conservatives in general of not one not answering polls like one out of 
I think only one in five, they said, right. uh, conservatives actually answer polls. Do you um, answer polls? I do not. I don't Generally, answer I do polls. Not. Who the uh, heck answers and polls? Then, and then when when people do, specific, particularly if they support Trump, they don't, um, you know, they don't they don't say that. And Trafalgar Group talked about looking uh, looking at sort of the down ballot responses. If you see a person, you know, all of their responses indicate they vote for candidate B, even though the one, you know, vote about Trump says no, then it's probably a person not not being honest about that in particular because they don't want their responses to end up on some website or or something and get their business attacked and shut down. Uh, you know, and and uh, and become a victim of the cancel culture. So that that issue is real. Trafalgar says that's that's just one of the one of the pieces that uh, that make them wrong. They say they've adjusted. Um, the Trafalgar group says no, they haven't. Uh, they say the Trafalgar group just simply got lucky. Uh, so I, I I guess we'll see. But as I said, as we from my point of view, as we listen to the conversations, to, to me, it's like you look at the sort of group group of people speaking, the Democrats, what they say and numbers of people and this conversation that's taking place. Because, you know, if you have a handful of people saying this and you have a, a handful of people sort of have this uh, this this uh, position and opinion, it's it's got to be there has to be more. You know what I mean? Right, so when you get right. to the point of what was it, the, the, the Pittsburgh newspaper there, the Democrat Pittsburgh newspaper endorsing Trump. Right. Um, you feel like this is probably a more widespread phenomenon where that a number of Democrats uh, are are going to support Trump in these in these states. Well, and, and like you said, these people are not running out to change their voting right. affiliation at this point, especially, you know, if the ones who are just now waiting to vote till Tuesday. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Uh, the Republican Republican registration has expanded significantly since mm -hmm. 2016. Um, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me that Trump won every state that that he won in 2016. Uh, it, it could, it's possible he plus could more. Win, yeah, it's possible he could win bigger than than uh, electorally than he did. Excuse me, in 2016. I wanted to mention to everybody that um, this afternoon I'm going to be posting a new article uh, on the Chris Ann Hall website. Look for it to hit the uh, online media outlets after this evening. But I did a video on constitutional America about who's going to be a president in January, 2021. Right. And this is about how the, the delay narrative is completely false. That if there's a delay, Nancy Pelosi will be able to, to assume as acting president. If there's a delay because of counting votes, because of the, you know, cause we have Pennsylvania who's now allowed to go six days out. We have some States who are allowed to go uh, three days out. And so the whole thing is going to be, because remember the whole goal is chaos to bring chaos. So what we have uh, coming up now is the opportunity for them to to create a chaotic situ situation to bring to to disrupt the confidence in the polls whatsoever. So I have an I went ahead through that video and I created an article because 
people are saying, Chrisanne, don't people don't want to watch a 30 minute video on how this works. They want to read. Although seven years ago, all I wrote were articles and people like people don't want to read Chrisanne. You got to make videos. So you know what? It's it's like pastoring a church. Somebody's going to be too cold. Somebody's going to be too hot. You can't make everybody happy. So I went ahead and, and printed up this article, this article. I'll just show you here. You can see it on my computer, but it will be on the website and it teaches you about this fake news, the deliberate false narrative that the speaker of the house is going to be appointed as acting president. If the popular votes are not counted by January of 2021. Now, let me be clear, because JC and I have talked about this before. What the Constitution says and what the law says don't necessarily dictate how the people work, right? It does not necessarily dictate how the politicians will work. But if they're going to follow the constitution if they're going to claim because this wouldn't well the, they're going to claim they're following the constitution they're going to claim they're following the law well if they claim that then there it is not legally possible to even have a delay the law sets up precisely a deadline for the votes january 6 january 6 is the drop dead date for the electoral college votes if the states don't have their elector college votes in by january 6 they are not counted they are not counted and so now what happens jc after january well what what happens after this tuesday after tuesday yeah. i would say it, the chaos is not going to wait for january no 20th. it's going to be from tuesday until the beginning of the year i mean we uh, watched at least, watched at least. the videos of the people boarding up the businesses yeah. in dc and in these cities uh all around the white house is building a a, a fence that can't be climbed a fence that can't be climbed around the White House uh, because of the threats that are that are coming. What by, was that? By the way, threats not from MAGA nation. Yes, right. Not from the MAGA people, not from the Trump supporters, mind you. And we watched this video on YouTube of how they promised to tear stuff up. But here's the crazy thing, JC. I think this is going to happen regardless of what what ha who who is the projected winner on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, agree. I agree. These people just want an excuse to be violent. Yeah, we've been saying that all along. They just um, want an excuse to be violent. That's all yeah, they're going really, to do. I really think people are sleeping on the anarcho-communist movement in America. Um, I've been researching that for most of the year, actually. Probably yeah, going to end up actually. doing probably an extensive course on Liberty First University about that. But, uh, you know, initially, <clears throat> the anarchist movement, uh, the anarchist movement in America, uh, obviously it's very... It's very multifaceted, you know, and a lot of the um, 
I, there's a segment of what I think of as sort of the intellectual anarchist, right? The intellectual political anarchist. So people talk about just sort of voluntarism and, and that sort of thing. Uh, that's, that's really not the bulk of anarchist movement. There's a group I think of as street anarchist, which is the, which is the very violent wing of the anarchist movement. And it's, it's a, uh, if you look at the history, number one, it came from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yes, so let's get into this because anar- so anarchy means no chief, no ruler. So the absence of uh, being ruled over, absence of rulers. So that's sort of the pure intellectual part. And you'll you'll run into people that you know are anarchists and try to defend anarchy, uh, this idea of voluntarism and this sort of communal living and and that sort of. But thing. it's just like the word liberty. I mean, yeah. there there are so many people have co opted the meanings of these words. So when you say anarchy to one person, it means one thing. You see anarchy to another person, it means another thing. Because right. number one. We don't teach about political establishments and political uh, uh, structures in school anymore. So we don't have a standard definition. Yeah. So there is that just just in the sort of the pure definition and people who just just the simple sense is um, no rulers. And many you'll actually hear many say that to be an anarchist, you have to be peaceful. If you're peaceful, you're an anarchist because government is forced. So you run into that Mm -hmm. crowd. Um, but that's not all there is to the anarchist movement and to 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 think there is is to be naive and ignorant of over a hundred years of history. So the core of the anarchist movement in America has has always been radically and uh, deadly violent. Uh, and the wing, the wing of what I call the street anarchist, which is what we're seeing in Antifa and BLM. Basically, they leverage instances of division. So they, you know, you will see, uh, let's say, people, people who legitimately are looking at police brutality mm-hmm. and racism, and they come out and they're trying to protest that, and they they want to fight against what they see as an injustice. So you have that group, maybe peaceful pro- protesters, like President Trump said, some very fine people on mm-hmm. uh, the, the protesting out there. Right. Uh, but then within that, what happens is the street anarchist, the violent wing of the anarchist movement, sees on that. They will they will always infiltrate those movements, and they will get out there in the middle of all these folks where there might be people simply peacefully uh, protesting, well-intentioned against injustice, and they will they will they are the ones burning down businesses and destroying stuff. Uh, this is what this is what's happening. And I don't I don't know that we have really come to grips with the resurgence of the street anarchy uh, movement in America. We we don't study that history. People don't know that history. No. They don't know who these people are. And there there is a they've never gone away. And there is a movement that really pushes the violent side of the anarchist movement. So it's it's not a matter for these folks. It's not a matter of um, I want limited government or I want, you know, I want liberty. It is they look at any form of the state, any form of what they call professional government uh, as in their words, the most violent entity on the planet, the one capable of the most death, murder, mayhem. And it must be violently resisted uh, and overthrown right. in, in anywhere you find it. 
Right. And so that that is rising. And I we have not I have not heard a conversation really, uh, really take place. Yes. All of the movements. Right. Mr. Kramer. So all of the the movements of this uh, came from Europe. They, they it's it's totally a European movement. And what's interesting about when you look at all of the sort of leaders, the intellectual leaders and shapers, the ones writing the philosophy, leading the movement, Emma Goldman, uh, you know, all, all of any ones that you can name that, you know, they all come out of oppressive experiences in uh, in Europe. So it's it's a reaction. So they're faced with the most violent abuses of government. And then they take the natural reaction that, well, then all government is is evil and violent and have to be destroyed. And so all of the people came out of, you know, they were they were uh, Jewish anarchists, ended up being anarchists who were Jews that came out of oppression under Nazi Germany and different places in Europe that were attacking the Jews. You had Russians. Russians end up being anarchist leaders who came out of uh, either oppressive czarist Russia or oppressive communist Russia. Many of the anarchists were Marxist who became disillusioned with centralized Marxism and became anarchist. And again, uh, the the core tenet for this particular wing of the anarchist movement is violent resistance to any governmental structure whatsoever and against anyone who is either not actively uh, helping them overthrow these structures or uh, people who what they see as support the structures or are complicit. So there is no neutral with these people. Sounds like we could have a good show, a good, very good class there on libertyfirstuniversity.com. If you are not a member at libertyfirstuniversity.com, sign up now. These are the kind of great discussion classes that we have. We have great, and all of our classes are based on uh, original source material based on facts, not on political uh, agendas or propaganda or manipulations. We, we endeavor to actually bring you back to the real truth, the real teaching that we are supposed to be having. And the point of all that was you asked what's going to happen after. I, mm -hmm. My point there is very simply this. Uh, the, the, those folks, which this is now a large movement, look at the BLM, the, the sort of violent BLM, violent Antifa on the streets. This is that mentality, uh, that movement. So they're their action is not tied to a candidate. So it doesn't matter who wins. They're against the structure, no matter who wins. They're just seizing on this, this, uh, this sort of clash here to leverage that for violence. So the violence happens no matter who wins with these people. So I think we're in for some stormy weather, no matter what takes place until we stand up and reckon with this street anarchist movement that is on the rise once again in America, like it was at the turn of the century, like it was in the 1930s and 1960s. Well, it's definitely something that we should be at least learning about. So we know how, I mean, if you don't know what the problem is, you can't actually drive forward with a solution. And as I don't remember who, who said it first uh, in the chat room that these Democrats and the Antifa, what was it? The uh, the website is looking for the information, the people who hold the information void. 
Yeah. And they know how to reach these people with, aren't you sick and tired of big corporate America? Aren't you sick and tired of, of working hard and getting nowhere? Aren't you sick and tired of, of watching the same rich people get richer and richer and richer? And that's how they start dragging people in. This is and getting them involved in this. Yeah, let me let, let me address. mention let me mention today's uh, second sponsor of the show today is Peaceful Pond Place Sweet Shop. L JC, they sent us chocolate. You have to know that I love these people when they send me chocolate, and they sent Jack JC chocolate too. But there you have this uh, Peaceful Pond Place Sweet Shops. If you remember, they we uh, talked about them on the show earlier uh last week and they turned around i said look if you want to sponsor the show then there you have it send us some stuff and they did they sent us a box of chocolate which is i mean seriously good chocolate let me show you this chocolate right here this is all chocolate the constitution we the people this is all chocolate the whole thing is chocolate how awesome is that I cannot wait to try this chocolate. So today's second sponsor for today's show is uh, the Peaceful Pond Place Sweet Shop. Once again, get your gifts over there. Get your gifts uh, for Chris for your holidays coming up. I don't want to offend anybody. Get your holiday <laughs> gifts coming up there, either birthday, holidays, whatever it may be. Uh, get them from Saturnalia. your per Here. peaceful pond play sweet shop. Yeah, let me. I'll 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 hush with this, but let me. I want to address this uh, comment because this is a common refrain, and I think something that's not understood from history. So when you're paid, you're an agent provocateur, not an anarchist. Uh, so this this is a common misunderstanding uh, throughout these movements i believe uh it is a historical fact that there is no such thing as spontaneous marxist or spontaneous anarchist throughout the history from the day of their birth uh the all of these movements have been heavily funded by rich powerful elite marxism was absolutely funded was paid for mm -hmm. by Rothschilds and, and rich elite. The anarchist movement was always heavily funded. So when people say, well, these guys were paid by George Soros, so therefore they're not, you know, they're not real anarchists, et cetera. That, that is simply not historically accurate. Uh, these movements have always been heavily funded. So in that sense, they've always been paid provocateurs. Uh, Lenin, uh, it, it's funny when you look, you look at the history of Karl Marx, it's always ironic to me, Marx writing all about the workers and factory workers and this, that, and the other, and, and he's not one of them. He was never a worker, right? The, right. the guy was a freeloader, um, funded by the rich and powerful. You look at all the Marxist lead, the anarchist, uh, leaders throughout history in America, and they were funded by rich and powerful uh, elite uh, banking families and uh, globalists. I mean, it's always been the case. So don't don't get this confused that this is somehow something else, that it's some sort of 
you know, well, it, the fact that it's ash, this is an AstroTurf movement, it's faked and, and created. They've always been created. There are no spontaneous movements. See, that's what they want you to believe. The Antifa, that's, that's, that's been the other, that's been a common anarchist thread throughout its hundred right. plus year history in America. Oh no, it's just, it's just different people who want freedom. They're not really organized. I mean, Antifa is not a group. It's just, it's just an ideology. It's just sort of anarchist striving for, uh, you know, hu humanity being loosed from bondage, whatever. That's nonsense. Nonsense. These movements have always, always, always been centralized movements paid for by the rich and powerful, but they always masquerade. Uh -huh. as spontaneous just you know individual striving for freedom that's 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 not the case well jc we have a very they're reporting a very small crowd for us today watching us live and i suspect that's because the word election got into the title of our <laughs> show today uh we've got to keep those kind of terms out of the show because as soon as we put those up there then all of a sudden now they actually do more than just not promote us. They actually block us. So please, everybody, make sure that you hit your thumbs up. Make sure that you send out the show, share it, because it's not going to go out uh, via the normal channels. It's going to have to be you that are doing that. No, it's too late now. <laughs> too late now. Uh, Dragon's Talon, thank you for your super chat support there. Educational value for the excellent educational value for the money. Thank you so much. We are just, you know, this is what we're called to do. And JC and I are a team because he, he digs into that, the post constitutional era stuff. And I'm always bringing, uh, the, uh, pre, constitutional era and current proper application for the constitutional stuff so that we have a great full picture of the way things are supposed to go. I thought we'd do something fun, JC. Um, why are there two programs listed on YouTube? For and, the, and these are all the same movements, by the way. That's another thing that you'll discover. So they're, they're, yeah. they try to make a distinction. So the Democrat, Socialists of America, Marxist, Anarchist. If, if you actually study the history, trace all the history all the way back, it, it's a singular philosophy. It really is a singular philosophy. And they all take the, they all go from the starting point of, this is an ideology to free people from bondage. We just want to give liberty to the individual. That's always the starting point. So it's it's a counterfeit liberty movement. Marxism, socialism, um, the the the, the uh, vi violent wing of uh, anarchist movement. Uh, all of these things. They they are actually the the very same movement, same ideology, and different rappers. Uh, what you'll what you'll discover is the money uh, money has always come from the same people like like one 50 group cent rappers like 50 yeah cent. not that <laughs> kind of rapper so just <laughs> different different outs right Put, it's dressed up differently <laughs> but it's this it's really the same movement it, and it's really fascinating this is what I've discovered studying this stuff out for for a year I see I thought when I started looking into the anarchist movement then I really did, I realized it was multifaceted because I because the anarchists I know 
are the ones that no, we just want to be left alone. We want to volunteer. We want yeah. we're we're for volunteerism. We're from voluntary exchange. And I and I thought, well, yeah, but I know history of anarchists where they they were bombing houses and blowing right. stuff up and attacking people. So what something doesn't add up here. So that's when I realized there there are several uh, flavors of the anarchist movement. There are right. several wings, if you will. Um, but that that also happens in every uh, every subversive movement as well. There's always a pretty face side of it. And they recruit from that. So they'll get the people like if you're the peaceful guy who just wants to volunteer, then you'll they're happy to you'll stay there and you'll be the pretty face of the movement. But then they they try to, you know, amp it up and recruit out of that and steer people who, OK, which which of you of that group actually you think, well, we cannot coexist with any uh, with any type of government and we have to blow stuff up and kill people, you know, and so they start mm -hmm. recruiting and building that wing. So you have several several rails in these movements. The same is true of Marxism, uh, socialism, fascism, all of all of these movements. Uh, they are multifaceted. So you will always find this group that's trying to defend the ideology as a whole, saying, no, no, we're just peaceful. We just want to get along and be left alone. Yeah, yeah, that may be true of you and, and, and the group that, that you're connected with, but that's not the full truth of the whole movement. And then And then what you'll see is, it's really one movement, same people. Matthew Silva says, would you comment on the 1776 executive order today? P.S. We love Liberty First University. Go team K-A-H. Liberty First University. Just be careful. <laughs> yeah. The uh, executive order, just to be quick, because we won't be doing a lot of that. I th I'll go over that this week sometime on a show. But the executive order on establishing the president's advisory commission uh, 1776 commission is actually a response to is a response to the um, uh, what is it? The 16, 1619. Yeah, that's what I thought. The 1619 yeah. project and all of the lies that they have there for that. And so we can go over that later this week. Uh, but today I don't want to cram that into the next uh, yeah, ten, eight minutes that we have left. Right, and so maybe, maybe thank you, Charles Eldridge, for your super chat. All right, you guys, when you support us, let me tell you what you really, really help us a lot. Yeah, and so yes, Dragon's Talent. That's exactly right. So, and that's the thing about it. Again, as I said, you see, it's the same people behind it. it it's also the same people on the other side. So this is the crazy thing. Uh. Show, show the post from the Instagram because this is to that point. Uh, the idea that, you know, the corporate consolidated government is what they're fighting. Uh, no, that's actually the same people also. So these movements are really, they really ultimately end up at the reverse of what they say they advocate for. And people scratch their heads. Why would, why would, why would, why would Wall Street and uh, business people before, why would they be on the side of Joe Biden and these policies? Because here's what happens. Joe Biden's policies, notice him saying anybody above 400,000 are going to be taxed. That means small business. Above 4,000 means 400,000 means small businesses. So what happens is these Marxist policies destroy small business and they consolidate the economy into the hands 
of these giant global corporations. And that's why people like Zuckerberg and uh, and Jack Dorsey and all of these these uber wealthy uh, corporate CEOs and so-called businessmen, that's why they are Marxist. Right. Because Marxism, the way it's wielded in the United States, destroys their competition. So they ended up they end up basically get gobbling up the entire market. Because remember, so think about Soviet centralized Marxism, Soviet Union. It was not the absence of business. You still mm. had businesses. You still had essentially corporations. They were just they were just corporations that owned the entire market of whatever they did and happened to be controlled by a handful of oligarchs who were members of the state. So in America, we have essentially the same system as the Soviet Union had. It just has different window dressing. So it gives the appearance that the, the big government uh, big government powers are somehow different than Zuckerberg and whatever. No, they're all in bed. They're all working together to destroy small business competition. Everything is consolidated in these big corporate uh, monstrosities. And that way they, they you know, Joe, like somebody like Joe Biden by the big corporate entities in China can get $100 million. You, well, a small it's... business cannot write Joe Biden a check for $100 billion. But a large industry consolidated under the, the Chinese Communist Party, that can. So corporatism and centralized communism are the same thing, folks. And all right. of these movements move yes. to that singular point. Well, in this in we're, the, we're being we're being bamboozled. Let's let's just be very clear here. OK, let's just be very clear. The they have to it, it's the same way with these United States. Right. Why do they have to transform the governments of the states into a singular government in Washington, D.C.? Because then you only have to conquer one government when you have yep. in order to make a communist socialist where where the economic system of socialism, where government owns business, where government owns all property in order to easily assimilate that system. You have to eliminate the little privates, yes. put them all into the big corporates, and then you can either strong arm the big corporate or buy out the big corporate or allow the big corporate to be quasi-government corporate. So then they all become government corporate. Yep. And that's how you get the assimilation into the socialism as the economic system where government owns all property. And it's the same way with the, the reason that America is the greatest opposition to the one world government because the European Union is, is now controlling the, the countries. The, they are no longer autonomous countries the way they That's joined. That's why they hated Brexit. It's why they it hated it. was a move against that centralization. Because it was a move against that centralization. So they have now this contract with all these European countries to which they did, did not realize. I think a lot of them didn't realize when they were entering into that European Union how much sovereignty they legally agreed to surrender. And that's why they hated, like you said, they hated Brexit because Brexit was 
uh, Great Britain saying, you know what, maybe we did too much than, you know, more than we wanted. So now we're taking it all back. And Brexit proved that the contract isn't as binding as the European Union wants it to be. And so they want the American Union, these United States, to have the same consolidating power with yes. the states of our union that the European Union has with their their union of countries. But it doesn't work that way because we intentionally created our American Union to be a confederation of states and not a consolidation of states. That's why we're not falling the way they want us to fall, because they have to defeat every single state individually. They can't just take over Washington, D.C. But as we grow further down this rail, as we go further down the path towards this blueness everywhere, then what you have are states who have sold out their sovereignty for federal enticements, federal encroachments, so that we become, we elect to become a consolidation of states rather than a confederation of states. And at that point, we become the very thing that our founders worked so hard to prevent us from coming. You remember the whole argument of the anti-federalists is how do we keep from becoming a consolidation and remaining, how do we remain a confederation? And the whole purpose of the Federalist Papers was to explain to the anti-federalists that if you follow the Constitution as it's intended, as it's written, a, con a consolidation is not legally possible. But if you leave the confines of the Constitution, then the consolidation is an inevitability. We become the kingdom of Washington, D.C., yeah. If Joe, Joe Biden's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris policies are implemented, it will be the destruction of small business and co consolidation. It will be corporate consolidation and federal consolidation. That that is where this administration takes us. When when Joe Biden implements his uh, trying to be a little bit of whatever whatever that is when he rolls that out when he rolls out his try to submit his Babadoo's the bugger. Uh, then that's that's the result of that. So I thought I'd do we go ahead and look at this little map and have a little bit of fun with it because it's kind of interactive. And I'm gonna pass the 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 baton over there to JC so that All right. he can do that. Why don't you put it up so they can we we can be seen too? Okay, yeah, there we so, go. And just just so you know, this is uh 270towin.com. And if you change nothing the way they plan it there, uh -huh. right? And you just deal with the 163 that is either Trump or the um, uh, leaning or likelies, right? All the pinks and the reds go to, go to Trump. And then you take the 85 grays that don't fit anywhere and you assign them to Trump. According to this map, all of the grays assigned to Trump, all the pinks and red shades assigned to Trump, uh, Trump only gets 248 electoral. Yeah. So I, I think everything that 
is currently leaning red will stay red. I don't see any reason for that to flip. Right. Uh, so say give give Trump all the lean red. Don't forget Indiana there. Um, Indiana there. Indiana. There All right. JC uh, has a perception filter for Indiana. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, you look at Florida. I don't think, I don't think Biden wins Florida. No, Florida does not go to Biden. They're not Georgia flip Georgia. Mm -mm. Um, North Carolina is what they're calling the toss up. North Carolina has been consistent, has voted consistently Republican for the president for a very long time. Um, even when, uh, even when in, in 2008, they voted for Barack Obama with a massive mobilization of black, the black vote in North Carolina, it was, uh, it was something like point, uh, 2% mm -hmm. difference. And then I, I, I'm pretty sure in 2012, then he didn't, they didn't mm -hmm. uh, vote for Barack Obama. Well, but, and then you have such, uh, with the black voices for Trump and you have a great yeah, so, shifting uh, of that people, happening. Yeah. People on the ground, um, don't think that, that, that it's flipping. Right. And I don't, I don't think it is either, but it right. is. It is close. All of these are close. Florida, Florida is always close. Florida is always razor thin, but I don't think Florida flips. No, um, Florida being razor thin always never had a problem with losing Miami. So I give they're losing my right. Miami is not going to be blue. Yeah, and that's even that's even when it went right. Republican. When it went Repu or when it went, uh, uh, yeah, Republican. Republican. Right. Then they they had they they had totally Miami Dade locked right. up. Now right. they don't have no. Miami Dade locked no. up. No. So how in the world does it go Democrat this time? Uh, the talk on the ground is that Iowa uh, has has moved Trump and uh, Biden has lost his lost his gains in a massive way uh, as of late. So give that to Trump. Ohio is one of the toss ups. Um, let, let's talk about Pennsylvania. You have, again, the Pittsburgh. What is it, Pittsburgh register? Whatever it is, endorsed Trump. And just there's stuff there's stuff that looks like uh, Trump is likely going to You don't win have newspapers like that endorsing Donald Trump. I don't even say Republican candidates, yeah. but in, Donald yeah. Trump without knowing something in, is going to happen in the Democrat area of Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, and then in Western Pennsylvania, you had there was just massive, massive. Well, it massive has to do rallies. with with Kamala's whole plan to shut down uh, the industry. Yeah. Fracking. Fracking was the, right. The, and we, I think and in the, the third in the third debate where he said, basically, yeah, I'm going to shut down fracking. And then the moderator said, why did you say that? And so that was that was uh, bad news for Joe in Pennsylvania. I think Trump takes Pennsylvania. Um, so then you're, you're kind of left with Ohio. Uh, if Trump takes Ohio, that's 267. And then he's just got to take one of these three, the Michigan, Wisconsin, or Minnesota. And I think he takes one. I don't know which one, if he take any one of these, he takes, if all this goes Trump's way, if Trump takes Pennsylvania, which I believe he will, then just one of these and boom, uh, Trump is reelected. You know, um, I just have a wondering feeling about Virginia. I mean, you've got a major, yeah, you've no, got the, a good point. You've got 
you've got the the urban cities, but you don't have uh, the majority of the urban vote going to to Republican yeah. at this point. And and it's not listed once as again, safe. right? And once again, you have the attack on the industry of that state. Yeah, most people don't realize that. The the how much of the Virginia industries are dependent upon the things that Donald Trump or that that Joe Biden says he's going to close down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I think it is possible when and again, you when you look at Put the, the, back the predictions, um, Virginia is listed as likely Democrat, not safe. Right. So they, they don't even the Democrats aren't even seeing it as a lock. Right. And I, I'm just I'm not seeing so it. So when as you a think lock. of what's happening, what's happened mm -hmm. in this last year, um, I, I think you're right. It's just the fact of this, the influence of northern Virginia and uh, I just Richmond and some gonna... of these areas. And I, I Look, tend people to agree with vote you. their pocketbooks yep. and when their livelihood is on the line. I mean, they got a taste of that with Barack Obama. Yeah. We got a taste of that with Barack Obama, and these people do not want to go back to that. So if you think, I mean, Virginia, Virginia could go Trump. Uh, I personally believe Ohio is solidly Trump. Um, I think he'll take, I believe he will take Wisconsin again, mm -hmm. uh, like he did last time. I, I It's honestly hard for me to picture wh uh, why Dem why Michigan would go back to the Democrats. I mean, if he he won that before, mm -hmm. I don't know why he would not win that again this time because his his base is more enthusiastic than it was before. His mm -hmm. base is expanded more than it was before. They've lost a portion of their dem uh, Democrat voters to him. Now I understand that 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 moderate section of the milk toast Republicans, some of those uh have you know he'll lose but so you know you at that point you got trump at 306 if he if he flips minnesota which is a possibility 316 uh it's possible that the dems keep minnesota then you look down here at arizona uh there's there's a possibility he also takes arizona um slight possibility that he could take nevada as well so I think you could see and then, you know, he's he's likely to take uh, these uh, Nebraska districts and um, main districts and uh, New Hampshire. I mean, New Hampshire well. is leaning. Yeah. I mean, you just put it blue. It is leaning. So you let's let's put, assume he takes he takes that you put New Hampshire blue. Yeah. Let's let's assume he he takes that. Uh, so he meaning who Biden. Oh, okay. let's assume Biden takes those uh, that are leaning. What's the, Oh, the 14, these two. So we give them New Mexico and Colorado. Then this is what you could potentially end up with. So if you're talking, if you're talking a map that maintains uh, what he did in 2016 and then picks up Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and Virginia, you know, you're talking a massive electoral landslide. And imagine if, imagine if he does take New Hampshire. I mean, it's even, so you, it's, it's quite possible you could see this map. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but this is not, it, it's not impossible for that to be. Is it likely? I, I don't know. Um, let's say we give him back Nevada. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't hold Arizona, um, New Hampshire. I mean, Biden's still got a long way to go if he can't hold on to Pennsylvania. Right. Pennsylvania is really key. But even if he wins Pennsylvania and Trump takes two of these that, I mean, and Virginia. these two in Virginia. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Even not. Even not. Taking Virginia. So. I don't know, man. I really think their their only hope is uh, voter fraud. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, particularly in Pennsylvania, I really think their only hope is voter fraud. Yeah. Just that's just my thought. Because I think these polls are garbage. I think these polls are Bravo Sierra. Yeah, through and through. Absolutely. Well, because number one, they're relying on how people are registered to vote, and how people are registered to vote is not how they're going to vote this time. So. You, as we wrap up, you're going to be on a couple of shows uh, election night, right? Yes. You're going to be on, be I'm on be, uh, quite, quite frankly, frankly. And I'm going to be with uh, Western Journal okay. as well. Western Journal so and quite frankly. just a couple frankly, segments. Right. Just yeah. a couple segments. Plus, we'll be here yeah. from 6 to 7. Uh, I'll be with Frank at 7.30 Eastern time. And then I'll be on Western Journal at 8 p.m. Eastern and, Standard and are you going to do you plan to go live later in in the evening uh, on election night tomorrow? Uh, I think that it's quite likely because seven <laughs> close here, seven, yeah, eight, nine, ten. So by 10, all the I think all the uh, polls close. So may, you, you may jump on around 10. Yeah, I may jump on around 10 there. I may jump so around go live 10. for a little so, bit. Yeah, just to see, see just to see what's happening, just to get the 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 way the people are thinking coming around here so if you're watching us now just remember that if we go uh so keep an eye out, keep an eye out for eastern your alert time tomorrow night 10 p.m eastern time tomorrow night remember our sponsors today jc chrisan and mac jc chrisan and mac our sponsors today peaceful pond place sweet shop and our other sponsor today is the honeybee man which is right there uh honeybees what else did we have at the honeybee shop it wasn't just honeybee stuff we had oh yeah lots of stuff the lots veggies of and, stuff. and uh, free range eggs cut flowers yeah beeswax products that's what i'm looking at so man i love the beeswax Mountain products. honeybees on facebook yeah so remember when you help our sponsors your sponsors help us and we really really appreciate you guys joining us today come on Matt. come say hello Max coming in to say hello, everybody. Our little old man. Thank you guys for joining us today. We so appreciate you very much. God bless, and we'll see you on Magnificent Tuesday.